Today on We Need to Talk, we continue our conversation with Dan about lying. Cause damn, we need to talk. That's true. Um, so the the original question, right, says when is it okay to lie? So then we we discussed it quite a bit. So are we able to conclude? Like, is it? Are there times when it is moral or it is okay to lie? I, I think there's. I think there's white lies or let's say super white lies where it's just inconsequential or it's not the point of what's being asked. So for instance, if I ask you, hey, Patrick, how you doing? And you say, doing well. I might say, all right. I'm not actually asking you how you're doing. Like there's a little interpretation of, that of how are you doing, but really I'm just trying to start a conversation, right? Well, then you're a right. selfish prick. <laughs> well, it, it, that, if you that, that's true. about what the answer is, yeah. then why ask it? Because it's this English custom. Okay, so fuck custom. Why do you have to conform to custom? Because I am a product of culture. Okay, you sheep. I see how it is. <laughs> because we form into societies to feel safe. And, and I'm fine with society. I love society. But I don't think that means that you have to conform to every little idiosyncrasy that society dictates. But I, I don't think it's like that big of a deal, though, because it's something which is custom. It's culture. And... You know, when when we ask people how they're actually doing, we do it in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, I mean, sometimes, but you know, almost everybody knows that if you ask how you're doing, not to take it literally. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll, I will defend you for a minute, and I'll say that practicing the cultural norms of a group actually shows that you do care, even though you don't care about the answer to the actual question. Conforming to people's social norms shows that you care enough about them that you want to be part of their group, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what you're really saying, though, with with this train of thought is that we also need context. So we already said that when we're talking about a lie, we need to determine intent. Right. We also have to look at context because Mm. in your example about the prank. Right. The intent was comedy. And what was the context? Because it's very different if you're doing a prank to a friend or if you're doing a prank to somebody you don't like. Right. Mm. So that would add another layer of complexity to the lie situation. Uh, I'm going to go one step further on this. So there's this whole thought experiment of, let's say someone's about to like walk in front of like a a car, right? And you push them out of the way, then save their lives. Is that really violence, right? Because, you know, they would have wanted you to push them out of the way. In the case of a prank, what a prank, what their assumption is, is this person would have wanted you to prank them, you know, kind of push them into the prank because they would have enjoyed it. You know, maybe not in the very moment they're pranked, but they enjoy it after because of the story and everything. So I, I think that's one way of looking at it is, yeah, you're lying to them, but it's a lie that you would have wanted them to tell. Right. You're both sort of participating in a, in a friendly banter yep. when you're pranking each other. I don't think I would call pranking a lie. It's a lie. I, I don't agree with that. I think lie has a, a deeper implication of uh, nefariousness um, or um, long, something long term. So I think lying for like a second isn't really lying. So I would say it's a lie, but it, it you could say it's a fib, which I mean, so there's like the, there's the moral implications to it, which is related to intent, but you have different intents. If the intent is nefarious, then it's maybe, I don't know, there's another word for it. It's kind of like the difference between like a uh, kill and murder, like kill is neutral. Like you can kill someone and it can be out of self-defense. But if you murder somebody, then that's like premeditated or that's like, uh, you know, you're trying to create malice. Like there's a lie with malice and there's also a lie that has just like no content. Like 
if I ask you how you're doing and you say, all right, but you're actually doing kind of bad, but you don't want to go into the whole story because, you know, you don't want to take up 10 minutes of my time and you don't want to talk about it. Well, I mean, that's not like a, it's a lie technically, but it's not like a lie with malice. So I guess, why would you say, why would you not want to take up their time? Like if they're asking, like if you say, how are you doing? And I say, um, I think there's neutral ways to answer that to get across the same thing without lying. So, so I, I think, like, okay, I, I think that then if someone wants to know, they can ask more questions. I, I think you, it's important not to take the words, how are you doing too literally? It's, it's more just like a phrase now. Like it doesn't have in this context of, let's say you start a conversation with how you're doing. It does not literally mean how are you doing? It, it's, it's not verbatim. That's a really shitty way to look at that. Well, it, it, it's true, though, because that's how it's used. Like, it, it, that's not how I use it. It's a choice to internalize. If you, you're saying, I'm doing well, but you're not, right? You're just choosing to internalize. So the the malice of the lie, if you say there is any, would be to yourself. Because the, by internalizing, you're bottling up your emotions. And who knows if at some point down the road, because you never talk about how you, you never talk about your own problems with anybody. And eventually maybe that comes out in the wrong context. I mean, that's a little deeper than I'd like to go with it. Cause I actually agree with Nathan's point, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I, I still think it's a lie. And I just, and me personally, I'm not on board with lying, even in a situation that's that, that seems like it is completely inconsequential. I mean, I, well, I'm not arguing that it's not inconsequential. I'm not arguing that it's not a lie because it's inconsequential. I'm arguing it's not a lie because in most English customs, at least in in America, where we where we are, when people say "How are you doing?" it does not literally mean "How are you doing?" That's not how I take that. Okay. I I don't. I think that it, that is what it means. I don't understand even the concept behind saying words and they don't mean what I mean. You're that's saying. that's just interpretation. Like a, a good example, I used to work in a kitchen in Texas mm-hmm. as a cook, and Everybody I worked with there was Mexican, right? And so one day, the the all their wives came in and they had a bunch of food and they offered me some of the food. And I had just eaten lunch. Like I got on my shift at two o'clock, just eating lunch, stuffed. And I said, "No, thank you. I don't. I don't want any of the food." And they were all really offended. Gave me the cold shoulder all day, right? And so I asked one of the guys, Sergio, you know, what's the deal? Why is nobody talking to me? And he said, because it's not about the food. When someone offers you food, you accept because it's part of our custom. Like when they offer you food, it means they want you to be part of the community. Mm-hmm. So they didn't literally want me to sit down and eat with them. They just wanted me to taste it mm-hmm. and be like, all right, yeah, I'm part of the group. Right. So I guess that's kind of where he's going with that is that there's certain expectations when you're in a culture. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you say it, you don't have to literally answer it. It's just what people do. But but I think that you that for me, that would be me. Um, giving up my own uh, my own morals and accepting that I have to lie in order to fit in and I'm not willing to do that. I've offended a lot of people <laughs> by saying, no, I don't want to eat anything. Uh, and uh, my, my good friend Marcus, right? So the first like four times I went over there, they bought pizza every time and they were like, do you want any? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And eventually I had to have a conversation with him where I'm like, is it going to offend you if I say no? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, well then in the future, I will make arrangements so that I don't end up saying no. So, and I'm like, and honestly, I don't, I, I just met you guys. I don't feel comfortable uh, eating in front of people the first time I meet them. This is a brand new group of people, all people who are really close friends for years and years and years. I had never met them before. So I'm happy to have that very uncomfortable conversation if it means that 
honesty is at the paramount, at the top of that whole entire interaction. I don't care if I offend you because if I offend you, tell me I offended you and I can explain myself and we can actually be stronger because I offended you in the first place because I'm staying true to me and you're staying true to you. Okay, I, I want to figure out if that's a miscommunication going on here because mm-hmm. I'm not saying that if, let's say, I ask you how you're doing that you have to lie. I'm not saying there's any implication that the person who's receiving the how are you doing needs to lie. I'm saying that in general, most people accept it to be the fact that I'm not actually asking you how you're doing. I'm just saying conversation initiator. Mm-hmm. It's just a more unique way of saying it. It's not literal. In the same way of like in Spain, they say esto la leche, which is it's the milk. Now, they're not the thing that's to say it's cool, but they're not actually saying it's the milk. You're saying it's cool. It's, it's, it's a phrase. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's like a placeholder word that has like a meaning. Now, of course, uh, it's, it's one of my phrases I use a lot. Like, how you doing? Like, it's just what I say. And so like in the last job that I used to work with Patrick on, uh, he heard me say, how you doing? Quite a bit. And yeah, we say it 100 times a day. It's just like a generic thing. Right. And, you know, most people will say, oh, doing well. How about yourself? And it's a meta thing where we're trying to show like some sort of interest in the other person as a human. We're trying to break the ice a little bit. It's mostly just a conversation initiator. That way it's not like withdrawal, deposit. You know, mm-hmm. we're not like robots. But, you know, every once in a while someone will take the question literally and say, oh, I'm doing terrible. And they you know, go on with a story. And if that happens, it's fine. You know, they can do that. You know, it's not bad. They don't have to lie. But if they, if they want to lie or not even lie, if they want to just go with what the intent was, which is just conversation initiates, you know, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was uh, either implication or maybe it's on my side and it's just inference that you were saying it's okay to lie in that situation. And I just disagree with that. It's not that it's okay to lie. It's that, that the other person's not going to see it as a literal, how are you doing? If, if Patrick were to ask me, how are you doing? Like, I'm not actually taking that as a matter of he's actually asking me how, how I'm doing. Cause so I, what, what, what he's saying is that we're adding perception to the mix now. So mm-hmm. the perception of the person who's saying it. So your perception might be different. And if you interpret it as literally him saying, how are you doing, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to lie. That's the beauty of living in a free country, right? As someone who tends to lean libertarian, I'm all about you being able to say that you want to answer that question literally. Um, but, you know, going to something that you said before, that's it's, it's a little unrelated, but sort of. Um, where you were saying you shouldn't have to conform to a group's customs if it goes against your own morals, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, we're talking about lying. But you're right, you don't have to, but sometimes it could behoove you. Like, you know, in South America, dogs are disease carriers. And so oftentimes you would see that they would kick dogs in Peru, right? And so in America, we would find that to be a, an immoral behavior if someone was kicking a dog. Mm-hmm. Right. But and, and the same is true for Somalia, by the way. So a lot of times you find that when people come over here from those countries, that they're initially afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. And so do they do they have the right to kick a dog? I mean, no. they don't. Right. But you could also understand why they might want to. If no, you look at the context of where they came from. So why why does it ha- why if you if you have an issue with a pest being and in this situation i would consider something disease carrying to be a pest yeah existing then do things to mitigate that that don't cause harm why can't they put up a fence like why can't they make a do something that's not going to result in the in necessitating needing to have physical altercation with another being 
Well, so, I mean, in a lot of these cases, we're talking about villages that may not have the means or they're perhaps forced to be nomadic because of different conflicts that happen in the area. So mm -hmm. it's it's not always the same circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we should be kicking dogs. And I'm also quite certain that you, it's illegal in the United States. But all that I'm saying is that if you think about the impulse of someone like you can understand it while simultaneously disagreeing with it so like if nathan wants to lie when people ask him how are you doing right you can disagree with his interpretation of the saying while at the mm -hmm. same time doing what you feel is right yeah and i'm not saying that you have to conform to what my own thing is yeah i'm just saying that if you choose to lie I am going to, that is going to affect how I see you as a person and how I will continue to interact with you as a person. It's, it all comes back to, uh, everything being internalized in myself. I'm not saying that you can't do what you want to do. You could lie about a hundred percent of things if you want, but that's going to change how I view you and how I perceive you. And I think that if you're taking something that may be a, a colloquial expression, that's fine. And you can look at it that way, but I think all it's doing is opening up the opportunity for miscommunication. So I, I I don't really agree because in practice, I've said, how are you to like, say, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Me too. And it's never had like a miscommunication. Like there's only been one or two times where someone's like, you know, just started like telling me their life story. And it's like, oh, OK. So they, they took that question literally. That's mm -hmm. OK. Uh, next time I'll just ask them more directly. Uh, how can I help you today? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it, it's. It's just not that big of a deal. I mean, and, and if someone wants to tell me they're doing bad, they can. Like, I'm not telling them to have to lie. I feel like it takes the power away from the actual question, though, and the actual words. Because if you mean, how can I help you today? I feel that you should be asking, how can you? How can I help you today? And if you mean, how are you doing? Like, that can take away the power of those words. And someone may actually want to have been asked that question in reality. Well, so the words have various meta levels to them like mm -hmm. when you say how are you doing today in the car you know in the case of a customer service interaction that is it's got like several layers on top of it so one layer is i'm interested in how you are right now in your state right right because if someone's angry you want to find it out if someone's like you know just here to browse you know you want to find it out you would want to find out what their mental state is you want to initiate communication with them show them that you're interested in communicating with them you want to show that you have respect for them Mm -hmm. And you want to show all these never, number of things, and that phrase is intended to indicate all those different things simultaneously. There's not one meaning of the phrase. It's got, say, several or even more meanings to it. But it's not, because you're saying now that you are interested in the true answer, but you guys are also saying that you're not interested in the true answer. No, no you are interested. on. So the way I'd put it here is that you're interested in the extreme cases, but you're not interested in the marginal cases. I mean, you, you might be. So if I ask Patrick how he's, you know, let's say I come into work one day, you know, when we're working and I ask Patrick how he's doing, you know, if he's doing really terrible, I want him to tell me that. Mm -hmm. If he's doing really good, I want him to tell me that. Uh, if he's doing just all right, I want him to tell me that. But, but there's the whole kind of like slew of middle cases where, you know, he's just going to tell me doing all right. You know, he's not going to tell me his exact wording of his internal emotions because that's just cumbersome. But if he's actually doing really terrible because, let's say, that uh, his wife just broke up with him or that uh, 
his grandmother died or anything to that effect, I want to know that because I, I, I am actually interested in this mental state. Mm-hmm. Same when an angry customer comes in, I am interested in their mental state, but I'm not like trying to get in depth into their psychology. I don't want to have like a 15 minute conversation about uh, how their, I don't know, their school teacher in seventh grade, you know, gave them a funny look and they still were haunted by it. Mm-hmm. So it, you're really just giving a person an opportunity to opt out, right? So you're asking them a generic question. And if they were to tell you the legitimate answer, of course you'd, you'd express concern for it or whatever it was, but you're giving them a chance to opt out and tell you what they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. So like, if we go back to an example from earlier today about, you know, a kid comes up to you and says, hey, you know, what's up with Uncle Al, right? And you say, oh, well, you know, he just likes to have, a, sometimes he has too much fun, that's all. So if if the kid were to continue to prod deeper and ask more and more questions, like, then the, the lie is gonna get deeper. But there's a chance that, right, um, the kid accepts that as, that's the answer I'm okay with and I want to just stay ignorant of it, right? That happens with adults too. Sometimes we choose to be ignorant of things because it makes us happier in, in, in some cases. So or is it really, it's okay that we're giving somebody a chance to opt out, right? Mm. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that, but like let's say my, so this goes into something that I think a lot of people don't uh, exercise their right to do and that's not answer a question. So if a kid asks me a thing and I tell him an answer and that's not good enough and he asks more questions, then I can I can say I don't feel comfortable answering that because that's the truth. I don't feel comfortable going any further. Maybe that's something you can discuss with somebody else. Your parents would be better to talk to you about that. Something like that. I, mm-hmm. I think that would be a better way to handle that for myself and it's always for myself than to uh, outright than to go deeper into the lie. I don't think you have to go deeper into a lie. I think that's a choice that you make. And saying, I don't know, or I don't want to talk about that is a legitimate response that can get you out of having to lie. Yep, I think that's true. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's definitely true. So I, I think that's a meme that should happen more because mm-hmm. people are asked questions that they shouldn't have to answer. And okay, this, this is going to get a little bit extreme here, but there's that question, there's that like catch 22 question, like, uh, uh, are you still beating your wife? Right, that's a question that will trap people because there's no right way to answer it except not to answer it. So instead of saying yes or no or you know what we're gonna say or I don't beat my wife, what you have to say is uh, I'm not gonna answer that question. You know, you have to refuse the question because the question is a trap. Well, I don't, I don't get it. Why can't you answer that honestly? Well, it's a trick. So if you say you're still beating your wife, uh huh, I've never beaten my wife. So where's the trap? So, so the trap is that it's trying to get you to talk about beating your wife. Like, okay. like it's an implication that you're doing it. But I, and that's fine. And you can have that implication. And my answer would be, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. And that's the true, honest answer. And there's no lie going on. So, so, but the implication is this is a subject that she'd be being brought up with herself. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay. so like, if you get question, let's see, get a question about, you know, have you ever raped somebody? Have you ever done mm-hmm. this? You could say, no, no, no. And, you know, certain circumstances, these questions are valid. Like, for instance, if you're trying to join uh, this, like certain federal government agencies, they'll ask you these questions because these are very pertinent to national security and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But in normal circumstances, these questions are out of left field and they're used more to associate bad, bad things. I, I've never beaten my wife. What makes you ask that? 
I mean, now you're asking them a question, right? Yeah, of course. To I, reverse the question, it's very powerful. I, I'm not saying that you can't answer it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's a very common interview tactic, for instance, mm-hmm. with anybody who's a politician or anything. They'll just ask questions and get people to talk about that thing as if those questions are legitimate. Okay. But you can reject, reject the question as well. Okay. Uh, how does that tie in? Because we're rejecting the question. So you're saying... Oh, okay. You're saying that you don't have to answer a question, uh-huh. so I'm agreeing, and by providing an example of where you might reject the question. I understand. Okay. Because you don't have to say, if someone asks you, when's the last time you're beating your wife, you don't have to you know, respond to that, because that question is likely there to instigate you. It's mm-hmm. likely to disparage you. Mm-hmm. It's trying to, just trying to connotate you with this thing that you're not, you don't have any involvement with, and let's say someone keeps asking questions like that, you know, uh, you know, when's the last time you raped somebody? When's the last time you murdered somebody? If they keep going on with that, these questions are have a bad intent, right? Mm-hmm. And you could just answer, I've never done that, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like more you're in denial than, you know, you know, rejecting the question allows you to not take that as even a legitimate question, that the intentions are bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. You don't need to answer questions. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, overall, I think we established there's at least two layers to what makes a situation okay to lie, right? Um, and it comes down to intent and context, right? I'm not sure that there's any other layer. There might be an argument for survival, self-preservation mm-hmm. in specific situations, mm-hmm. um, because I think that our instincts do kick in. Like, for example, if you're in a long-term relationship, you're married and you, I don't know, maybe you question whether you love each other. It's been a long time and there's not as much passion as there used to be. You know, maybe answering questions honestly isn't what you want to do because you don't want to risk your marriage. And you know that in the long term, this is somebody that you want to be with. But you you know that being 100 percent honest might be harmful to a point where you might not recover. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's okay to omit certain information like I don't find you as physically attractive as I used to or, you know, I I don't think you're responsible with money. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a context for saying those things. But you might not say them outright out of self-preservation because you want to have a happy marriage and you, you don't want to experience that pain. Well, that goes along with there's, there's, there's certain things that you can be honest with, but there's no utility to being honest with them. Like, you know, you could tell people that you think they're ugly or that they're fat or that, you know, a number of any things that you think about them, which are true. And it's true that you think that, but there's no reason for you to tell that person, you know, that, that thing. Now, maybe if they ask you, do you think I'm fat? Do you think I'm this? Maybe you can be truthful with them uh, if you want. If you want. Uh, but a lot of times, like, forced honesty in that way can, can be negative because, you know, we all have terrible thoughts about everybody, I think. Uh, and you don't have to share those thoughts if you don't want. And choosing those hero thoughts are maybe negative. And also, there's certain thoughts that you might have that are, say, it, it just goes along with the state of the relationship. So, for instance... If you have been married to someone, the same person for, say, 30 years, and you're in your 60s, and they're in their 60s as well, you know, you can, you can tell this person that they look beautiful, but, you know, if the person said, hey, how, what do you reveal? Uh, I think you look pretty old and ugly. Like, 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 maybe you'd still think they look beautiful in some way, because you still remember how they look, and, you know, there's a whole kind of thing there, but they don't look like they used to, and, you know, you don't have to point it out. It's kind of like the same context. Like we know we're old. We know we're kind of ugly. We're not in our prime. And, and yeah, it's the same reason why you don't tell 
your significant other when you find other people attractive, you know, like they might ask you too, how many times has that happened? You're watching a movie or something and right, your, your girlfriend, your wife uh, says, do you think that she's hot? Hell yeah. Right. Yep. And why would you answer that? Because there's no utility. Oh, so right? I, I, I there's always utility. Yeah. Though, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah. I've, so I want to make it clear. It seems like I'm like the most in support of lying right now, but, uh, <laughs> With my relationship with my girlfriend, I've made it very clear that I'm heterosexual and that I like other women. Other women are attractive. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to, if she asks me if this girl's attractive, I'm going to be very honest, you know. And I also, if I ask her if this guy's attractive, I want her to be honest with me. You know, she doesn't have to answer that question, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if she wants to, she, she can be honest. I'm not going to be offended. And, you know, I've also said that I want to have sex with other women. And, you know, not that I want to cheat her or anything to that respect, but, you know, it's, there's that drive that doesn't just escape because I'm in a relationship now. It's still there in the back of the, the, the you know, my mind. And so I'm not going to lie to her about that because I think it's like a base, a biological thing, at least with me and many other people. Uh, maybe not with Steve because we've had that conversation before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that's something that a lot of people experience. And, you know, it's not something I'm going to lie about with her. Uh, See, on, the, on that one, I disagree because... I, I think that I do take the utilitarian stance on this. And so where we agreed on the issues with like intent and context, I think just with the emotional aspect of this, I disagree because I mean, you're saying that honesty sort of like leads to more honesty down the road. I do understand that too, but I think there's really only negative effects of that, of saying, well, you know, other women are attractive because ultimately at some point and it might not be this way for people who are younger or if they've only been dating for a couple of years or whatever. But when you're married for 10 or more years, right, some of the spark fades. That's inevitable. It mm-hmm. happens with everybody. You don't want your significant other to feel less special or important. So like, if you're always talking about how other people are attractive, at some point, that person is going to question, like, do they still find me attractive? And then they're going to wonder, right, like... I, mean, I don't know. I just think that even if you're telling the truth about both, you can say, I think you're attractive, but I think other women are attractive too. I just don't see the utility in telling her that. Because then you're being honest. And if you're willing to be honest with the person that you're, especially when you're dating somebody, I think I think the utility of honesty when you're with somebody is even more than with the general public. And I already think you shouldn't lie to begin with. So uh, to, to think that you shouldn't lie about anything in those situations is even deeper. So I guess you could you could kind of get me there when it comes to if she asks me. Uh-huh. If she says, do you think that woman's attractive? I guess I can't debate that. But what about omission? What about if you're walking on the beach and you just see attractive women? Well, you don't need to broadcast every thought you have in your entire life. I think it's when it's with the intention of specifically um, telling somebody something that isn't true, that that's when it becomes a lie. Right. It goes back to the difference between like, let's say, you know, I see a really attractive girl in Game of Thrones and I'm like, oh, she's super hot. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that maybe that's pertinent to the situation and my girlfriend's not going to be too like offended by that. But if I just start bringing up, you know, attractive girls everywhere, I'm like, oh, this girl's hot, this girl's hot, this girl's hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, no, yes, no. Like, <laughs> like, like, like she's going to see like a secondary implication to that, that maybe I don't find her attractive. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the same thing where, you know, you don't point out fat people, right? You don't say, hey, you're fat, you're fat. Because, Unless you're a doctor and then it's your job. Yeah, then it's your job. But the, the, because there's no reason, like you're being truthful there, but there's no reason 
to you're not lying. Mm-hmm. You're not lying by omission either. Now, if they but got, like, why do you ask that question in the first place? Because I've never asked my wife if she finds certain men attractive, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that. So I'm I'm confident in my relationship, and I'm and I don't think that. And I don't need to know if she finds other men attractive because I mm-hmm. feel like that would just make me feel insecure. So I'm not saying this is the case for all people who ask that question, but you have to imagine that some of them are asking it because they feel insecure. Mm-hmm. So isn't there an implication in the question itself that I'm asking this not because I'm interested in your attraction to the other person, but because I'm interested in your attraction to me? Mm-hmm. And so in in my mind that makes it a white lie because you're saying you know i i don't i don't really think of it that way mm-hmm. or whatever you don't have to say i don't find her attractive you can just say i don't really think about it if that's and that's sort of the opt-out answer that okay. that you were saying from earlier is mm-hmm. it with the example of the uncle right i just don't want to talk about it i don't really think about that mm-hmm. because i'm in a relationship with you mm-hmm. right you might find her attractive but i think that if she's asking that there's a good chance that it's because she's trying to gauge the longevity of her relationship with you. Well, that goes along with the betterness of coming back to how are you? There's a meta to that <laughs> yeah. question. Like if, so this is something that uh, I learned in a podcast I listened to. When a, let's say your girlfriend asks you, do I look fat in this? They're not asking you literally if you look fat in that. They're asking you, do I look good in this? Right? The wording of the question is not actually what they're trying to get across. They're trying to get across, are you still attracted to me? Do I look attractive in this? Or they might just be, you know, literally asking, is this dress like looking good on me? Like, it, did I just pull out this dress that looks terrible? And I think it's really important that if it makes her look like shit, you should tell her it makes her look like shit. Because she doesn't want to go out in public looking like garbage. Mm. She wants to go out in public looking good. So I don't see any issue with. Uh, explaining that in in a tactful way. I think there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. But if you feel like by say if you if if she's asking that question of do you find this person attractive, uh, then that might be a good conversation to have as to like I do. What makes you ask? Like ask her a question back to understand her psychology. Why is she asking that question? Where is she coming from? And if it's ends up being because she doesn't feel attractive anymore, then maybe you take the initiative to do something to make her feel attractive. That doesn't involve lying to her. Mm-hmm. Because if if I lie and I'm like, no, Daisy Ridley isn't hot. Like she's going to know I'm fucking lying. Obviously Daisy Ridley's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, and, and especially if she knows like what type of people I like lying to her doesn't make her feel better. It just makes her think that you lie or you're willing to lie to her. And to me, I don't think that's worth it. I think instead I will take what I'm learning from her asking that question and do something to better the situation and make her feel like I do find her attractive. It, I, I agree with that. I, also, I think this is a false basis for the question too, because the idea is that, of course, attractiveness have some basis on the relationship, but it's not the entire basis, right? So the idea that if, let's say, my girlfriend wasn't the most attractive person in the world, or maybe I don't find her as attractive as I used to, right? Like that's fine, but there's other things and other qualities which are overriding that, right? It's, like the relationship is not, not based off the attractiveness. And that's, if she thinks that it is, that if she thinks that I'm going to leave her because she's less attractive now, then that needs to be clear, make clear that you have other values to that as, you know, than just that. You're more than just mm-hmm. that. You're, there's other things that I am dating for. And certainly maybe you're not as attractive as you once were, or maybe you are. Maybe there's other women who are you know, more attractive, but you know, I'm dating you because I'm dating you. I want to date you. I don't want to date other people. Mm-hmm. And it, there's, there's a whole like, you know, 
the implication that this is the only thing that matters here is, I think, needs to be challenged if that is the case of insecurity. Mm -hmm. I think I think there's a big difference, too, between saying, um, do you find me attractive and do you find me physically attractive? Because you can say I find you attractive and it means more than just physically. Yeah. Uh, And you can answer that 100 percent honestly with yes. Even if you're you don't find them as physically attractive as you used to, there are other things that weigh into attraction that mean a lot more than physicality. Mm. And I think the truth honest ends up being more romantic in the long run than a lie ever, ever could be. But do you think that is the primary concern for everyone? Because I, I do I agree with some of the things that you guys are saying. And I think we're that we're being pretty reasonable about this. But if you're somebody that is insecure, okay, and then you ask this question then is it going to be enough for you if the answer is I'm, I'm attracted to you for these other qualities and, you know, we're in love for all kinds of reasons, but I'm not physically attracted to you or I'm not as attracted to you as I was, mm-hmm. right? It, it, that kind of honesty, if somebody is insecure in the first place that they asked you that question, do you think that they'll be reasonable enough to work through it the way we just did? Or do you think that by telling them, yes, in fact, I'm not physically attracted to you anymore, Right. Does that do more damage than it does than it does good? The personal repercussions of uh, my honesty are not for me to to make the decision whether I lie or not. If it ends up breaking us up, then we weren't meant to be together. Our relationship's not going to work if I have to actively lie to you. And I think that's OK. And I would be willing to accept the repercussions of the lie uh, if it's the difference between lying to her or not. I think. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement with Steve here. And I would like to give my thoughts on this next week because I think this episode's running a little long. And plus, I want to get more episodes out there and in the bank because, uh, hey, we're running out of episodes. Why? Because we can't see each other. We love each other, but we can't see each other. Meter, I miss you. I mean, yes, this is post-edit. I mean, it doesn't really make sense in context of the episode because in the episode, we're actually together. And this is me just talking alone in my house all alone here but meter i think we need to get the back together and i think we need to talk